0: The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Sports,
1: sports, 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 sports. sports. Yo, welcome to Small Ball. Here we go. We got Godfrey in the house. We got Andre Kim Jr. Say hello to everybody, people. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up, what
0: up? Yeah!
1: And Andre just took a shot. Oh, by the way, people can't see it because it was on camera, but he took a shot uh, on a basketball court just now and missed terribly. Who did? Andre! He's garbage. Ah. Now, Andre, <laughs> when, did you play basketball in school or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, I used to play. You look like yeah, you got some Jeremy Lin in you. You look like some Jeremy Lin I had I had a good jump shot. I couldn't
2: really dribble. I had a good jump shot. Really? Oh, but sh- that means you can't play.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you,
2: Felix? Me.
1: Yeah, you Felix Unger. You only had a.
2: <laughs>
1: you can't play. I couldn't dribble or uh, do anything else with the ball. But if you uh, pass it to me and let me shoot it without anybody bothering me, <laughs> yeah, that's not oh, basketball. Yeah. That's not <laughs> basketball. Me, I'm
0: fucked.
1: Did you what, what, high,
0: what high school did you
1: go? You grew up where, Andre?
0: Well, I, I went to um, uh, elementary school and middle school in Queens, and then I went to high school in Connecticut. Okay, did, did you play for any of the teams at the school? No, no, I played in rec. Oh, you played
1: in rec? Were your teams yeah. good at your school? Did your high school team have a good team? No, they,
0: they, they were, you know, they were like, I, you know, it was a bunch of white kids.
1: There we go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now Godfrey, I know you played uh you played football in college,
2: right? I played football. I was a ba- um I was from I played baseball from 6 years old to freshman year in high school. I was a shortstop. Oh word? Athlete. That was my yeah. position too. Short and second. Shortstop, um baseball. I was a big baseball head. Who was your
1: team? Who was your team though? You Chicago, so you was I
2: grew up around the Cubs. I used to walk to the Chicago Cubs park, so oh. me and my brother to Wrigley. For Wrigley Field, yeah. But we were we were we were still we were White Sox fans because we loved all our teams. So you know right. what I mean? I right. loved baseball. And I was and I became a really big Yankee fan when I was about eight or nine years old yep. because um, you know, everybody wanted to be Reggie Jackson. You know oh yeah, saying? no
1: question. I used to pretend Reggie Jackson was my father.
2: Yeah, and you know a- what I'm saying? Was my uncle. <laughs> right, you know, cause the thing is it was like how you? I wanted my afro to grow out and leak out of side of out the sides of my <laughs> helmet, but I couldn't grow an afro that big. That's when black dudes had the afro with the <laughs> hat on top. And then, and then I was like, "Remember the Reggie Jackson candy bar?" Do point? I? The yeah, Reggie bar. I thought, yeah. I thought that that would make me hit better. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you love a baseball player when you're young, you try to make your stance just yeah, like, like theirs. Oh, you you cut. start. You start to dress like them. You want to wear your gloves like them. Well, That's why play baseball play. was so dope. You walk all bowlegged to the plate, <laughs> right? Right. And you know what was cool is um I was I just thought Reggie Jackson was so dope because what the fuck baseball player you know hits baseballs with sunglasses on? Yes. I mean, get the fuck out of here, dude. That dude was didn't something
1: he? else. Stuff under the eye and
2: the glasses. Didn't he? Yeah. The other thing under eye was for like when you're in the outfield, you know, for the sun. But he wore sunglasses, dog. Like, god damn, that was some cool shit, man.
1: That team was, that 70s team that won uh, back-to-back uh, World Series.
2: Yeah, Bucky I cried, maybe, but, Yeah, Bucky Dan, Willie had, uh, Randolph. Willie Randolph. Herman who's... Munson. Uh, Dave yeah. Winston, um Yeah. Uh, Dave Rigetti. Um, Ron Guidry. Guidry. Ooh! Gossage. Goose, Goose Gossage,
1: right? Rich Rich That's... Gossage. I, mean, I used to be in the... Papers watching, looking at all the stats
2: all all week
0: long.
2: Yeah, I mean, you talk about that. And so, the reason why I became a Yankee fan was because the Cubs were so bad. We would watch on WGN, Cubs (laughs) were so fucking bad that Harry Carey, first of all, if you all know who Harry Carey is, Will, 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 um, Farrell imitated him on, um, beautifully. Will Farrell got that joke from a guy named John Campanera. John Campanera is a Chicago legend who did the best fucking um, Harry Carey. Will kind of uh, bit that off of him. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: and wasn't Will in Second City and all that uh, Chicago stuff too? Yeah, yes,
2: yes. Will, 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 Will kind of bit it off him. And Harry Carey, you know, came from St. Louis. But then he was with the White Sox first with a guy named Hawk Harrelson. Then he moved to the Chicago Cubs. Oh, you understand? Okay. and the thing about Harry Carey is Harry Carey would be drunk during the games, and so <laughs> Harry. And the reason why we watch Cub games because we wanted to hear what Harry Carey would say about the Cubs, and he would say the meanest shit. You'd right. be like, you know, Cubs would be like, "Oh my God, what a waste of money! Who the <laughs> hell bought this guy? They need to get rid of him." It was the fuck, yo. We were there for Harry Carey's commentary. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean? he was up there doing a roast. He was like the old dudes that sets uh, and uh and uh do, the puppet show. Right, he was roasted, and then we would wait at the games. We couldn't wait for him to come sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" because he would come out seventh inning stretch, drunk what? as fuck. Blitz. And he'd be like, "Everybody, take me out to the ball game." <laughs> yeah, he's like, What's your, your alcoholic father. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry Carey was such a legend, man, and then. The Cubs would lose so much that I would go, I would turn to the NBC and watch Joe Garagiola yeah. announce announce the Yankee games, and I just became a fucking big time Yankee fan, bro. Yeah, like, explosive. Big time. explosive. It was big, I was a big, big, big Yankee fan, man. Still to this you, day. And, and you know, yeah, it was it was and you know, for us, Surat, black players were very important to us. Like oh, it, yeah. they were just very important to us from Hank Aaron to Chambliss to Bobby Bonds, Barry Bonds' his oh, dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Foster. Um, George Foster from the Big Red Machine. Um, Ken Griffey Sr. Senior, Ken Griffey, Rod Cecil, Carew. Rod Carew. Mm-hmm. Cecil Cooper.
0: Oh.
2: David Field. Right. Cecil That's- Cooper. Robinson. All these players were very... I mean, we love the white players, of course, but the black ones really, really were important to us.
1: Yeah, they spoke to us. No question about yeah, it. Right. And we all imitated... All money we imitated... Yeah, to the, everybody. Love how they had the glove work, to how the gloves, bat, How they knocked the dirt out the cleats with the bat Oh, I, w- I would do that and didn't
2: even have dirt in my cleats. Yeah, yes, yeah. We have cleats on. We didn't have cleats. <laughs> we, didn't have cleats and we didn't even know why we were doing it. <laughs> and I would and I would and I would point towards the dugout going timeout. And I didn't even know why I was doing it. <laughs> we would put gum on, <laughs> on tobacco, we'd put yeah, on. We go, oh the Big League chew, Big, big League chew. <laughs> Uh, you're uh, here. I remember the song. You're in the big leagues when you make the perfect slide. When you're big leagues, when you take it for a ride. When you're in the big leagues, when you're into big league chew. <laughs> 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 it was our life, man. It was out life. Yes, we had the big gum, and I would spit for no reason, like but they they were actually chewing tobacco. I, I thought we like, thought they were chewing gum too. Some were, but most were chewing tobacco. Chewing real tobacco, like. Remember, um, even the, even the uh, managers were famous. Sparky Lyle. Lyle remember right. Sparky Lyle and um, yeah. Tommy Lasorda and Lou Pinella, and all of those. As a player and as a Lou Pinella, as a player was sick as, as, as fuck, third base. Sick as fuck.
1: Yeah. Remember when Greg Nettles came in. Oh, the hot corner. Oh, nothing baby. could get past Greg Nettles, baby. Uh, every time you, hit, you caught anything backhand, you're like, Nettles! <laughs> he would do that dive? Oh, my God. You ain't never <laughs> It was big, too, right? Football was big for you.
2: Oh, football. Let me tell you something, man. The, uh, the Bears. I know that, that was your team there, wasn't it? Chicago Bears, because we had, you know, before there was Michael Jordan, there was Walter Payton. Damn you right. Sweetness. Sweetness. Sweetness Payton. Everybody wanted to be Walter Payton, like. With, you know, Walter Payton held the ball. The, right, Andre. Say it again? He knows Walter Payton. Yeah, hell yeah. Andre knows everybody. Yeah. It's very <laughs> he knows his shit. Um, Walter Payton was, was one of those running backs that ran the way you're not supposed to run with a ball. He would hold the ball in his hand and just yep. fucking high step with it. Sweet. And we all tried to run like that. <laughs>
1: Explain what he meant to, like, sh- the black people in Chicago. Chicago was going through some rough shit back then. Yeah. yeah. Chicago is a very, very, very... So much. That's why he always... There's the Walter Payton Award. is the, ch- uh, you know, the charity award, uh, off the field stuff. Because he yeah. did a fucking
2: bunch of work just helping people off the field. Always did stuff for people. Very charitable guy. Very humble guy. Um, and, you know, with the Bears, the Bears were, were known for their defense. We had Dick Butkus. Mm-hmm. Dick Butkus... Uh, Gail Sayers. Mm. We, had, we had also um, Mike Ditka, who was a player for the yeah. Bears before, yeah. yes. you know, yes. and a I great player, hard hitting, hard man. Our 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 the Bears were known for defense for years, for years. And you know George Hallis, who literally was the Bears is probably might might be the oldest franchise in the NFL yeah. along with yeah. Green Bay, like Giants. So,
1: I think Bears. I think they're up
2: there. Yeah, because we had Papa Hallis. George Hallis was one of the innovators in starting the NFL, right? right? He, you know, so he was our, our – he ran the Bears. So when you see that GHS on a Bears jersey, you see the GHS, that's yeah. George, George Hallis. That's, that's his name.
1: Okay, they got it on the uniforms.
2: On the uniforms. On the you'll see it on the sleeve. G- right. G- G- GSH. And so we were known for our defense and our offense. We sucked, especially at quarterback. We always had – like re- now – we always struggle at quarterback. Always, always struggle.
1: struggle. Why is that though? Why is that
2: like the legacy of the Bears? You think? The, um, it, I think it's money. I think being cheap. I think yeah. that you're not, you got to. You're not quarterback the big money. You yeah, you got to pay the quarterback. You you're not. It's something. I, or maybe it could be the the. I don't know if, if football teams. I guess have farm leagues. Maybe they are kind of. I don't know if they do. They have farm leagues. Like, I think they straight from college. I don't think they really do because baseball has like their farm league, you know, they have you a farm league. Pitcher, you can, yeah, you can, yeah, cultivate, you can a can, yeah, cultivate. But I don't think I just think we always got the bad end of the stick when it came to quarterbacks. And maybe there were some quarterbacks that didn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. but we always try We had Jim McMahon, we had uh, Vince Evans, we had Mike Aveline. we had Harbaugh, the god, Jim a Harbaugh. god in Chicago. We, yeah, we had Jim Harbaugh. Remember oh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's right. For Michigan. But we, um, Jim McMahon is a, a god to us because that was the year we won the Super Bowl.
1: Won that Super Bowl. A, a lot of people say y'all should have won more than just that one. But he that one had, was so... Six, that defense. That defense. It's like McMahon just didn't have to... Fu- like, if he just don't fuck
2: up, I think that y'all would have just still won. I, and here's the thing about McMahon. McMahon was like the Bruce Willis of quarterbacks. The motherfucker was so... He was just like an action hero. That motherfucker yeah. used to get his... Used to get, his ass toll up just to get one yard and his attitude. Was, yeah. He really, he just gave us an attitude and a swag. So call,
1: call, uh, you know, player. He got down yeah. there. He wasn't uh, afraid of getting hit. He wasn't afraid of hitting somebody. Right. That whole crew was like, right. it, that was a special team, man, with the fridge
2: and yeah. the yeah. single Terry. Just like, God. Sing- Terry, Otis Wilson. Remember, remember, and then we had the best song in sports, the shuffle. Uh, the, the, what's up, shuffle? We are the Bears, shuffling crew. <laughs> Coming on town, doing it for you. We're not here to start no trouble, we're just here to do the Super Bowl no show. I'm mama boy Otis, one of a kind. I'm looking for my body and my mind. i have put on the floor as I can be because nobody can mess with me. I love to put guys on their ass, and that's why I do it without no class. We're not here to cause no trouble. So cool. we're just- Coming on down. Dude, yo Gary Fensick. Gary Fensick. We had Dan oh. Hampton. Yes. It was, called, it was called the 46 zone by Buddy Ryan, 46 Zone. And legendary we
0: were, Ryan, legendary.
2: And Mike Singletary. Samurai Mike. I stop him cold. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So first of all, y'all, y'all the coaches were all Hall of Famers.
2: Yes. yes. Hall of Fame coaches remember we had ron rivera who's the co- who's just the coach for the carolina now he's the a- redskins okay yeah ron rivera was no joke and he one of the few latino players that you never you know ron That's rivera right. man well, um the latinos are yeah. not always represented like a- at all uh, only in baseball where they were they represented you know right. what, yeah
1: what's my, oh he was a hawaiian or something uh, um uh, from the
2: Chargers. Uh, um, Seau, Junior Seau. I think he was Samoan. Samoa. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he killed himself, yeah. too, Then he? Because uh, he, uh, he shot himself in the chest? Also, he then went, also uh, Dave Durison, who was on the Bears, number 22, shot himself in the chest. Because he, yeah, he also Dave, had concussion stuff going on? He had, because he wanted them to study the brain. Right. He wanted them to study the brain. And you know how that came about, that, that, huh. that CTE. It was a brother named. you got to watch the documentary on the NFL. It's really, really good, and it's pretty creepy, too. This guy named Dr. Um, ben Amalu, he's a Nigerian neuroscientist. Is that the guy that Will Smith played in a movie? Right, with that horrible accent? Yes. yes. They
1: said Will Smith sounded like a Nigerian with a
2: head concussion.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that motherfucker said, you have a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> That nigga was terrible. Oh, it was horrible. America's uh, sweetheart. <laughs> I know, but he—it he, should have been someone else playing him. That was. about
1: it, like the dude who did uh, you know, the 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 superhero black superhero dude. Um.
2: Um. Oh, oh Black Panther. Black
1: Panther. Yeah. What's I, I don't
2: even think it should have been Chadwick Boseman. You should have had fucking Jimon Haan to do that. Just get another African. Get one of these British African dudes to do yeah, it. Yeah, it. I mean, there's a bunch of them. right like- now. You have. A
0: <laughs> oh,
2: and the fact that they titled it Concussion. It was
1: it just that, both white people, it sounds like, yeah, that's African.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Your brain is shriveling up. You have <laughs> a concussion. <laughs> Uh, said, so "No what about the doctor? Now he, he exposed the
2: NFL. They went after this dude, too, right? man they kicked him out and, and then they gave it to that white woman that's currently doing it. They, he had to leave because they were threatening him. the he NFL. Went for the NFL when he did this? Yeah, he was like he told them that there's a pattern in every brain that I'm studying of of NFL players that have been in the game a long time, there's this pattern of dots that's happening and it's, and it's the CTE uh. you know. And, and, that, and he goes, I noticed that a pattern, all these players, the ones that have killed themselves, the ones that I'm studying, have this pattern. There's this dotted pattern that they all have from damage from, from getting it. And he said it starts as early as Pee Wee League. Well, yes, it starts yeah. early. It starts as early. But your
1: brain's okay. getting and that impact on your brain, and it, yeah. it logs it all. It stores yeah. all those yeah. concussions a log
2: into your fucking brain. And that's, yeah, that's when... Um, awesome joke. That's when, um, yeah, they started getting mad at him and say, and they were like, yo, uh, you need to shut the fuck up, like, for real. And he was, like, getting threatened. And when I was at XM, I interviewed him. Oh, that's crazy. I interviewed Ben. He he came out with a book. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm still, he wrote a book, so he's still around. Right. And I interviewed him. And it was great, because we were both Nigerian. Right. And, you know, and he's a really good dude, but he was that smart where... You know, you know, Nigerians, super eagles. Super eagles! Super
0: eagles!
2: eagles. <laughs> super
1: <laughs> eagles. Is that still the name of the Nigerian team? Yes. These no, babies. but it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> super <laughs> uh, Godfrey always told that joke and I always loved that fucking joke. Um, about the Nigerian. The Nigerian... Tell the joke. I don't want to butcher okay. it. So, so I... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Sherrod laughs so hard about it because <laughs> it's so funny. It's just just meat and potatoes funny.
2: I I I was talking about one time. I was talking about uh, I used to do a lot of World Cup soccer jokes and right. um, and I said, you know, it's so funny because that was my first sport. Yeah, it was all my relatives, my father played soccer. Everybody played soccer. It's just yeah. a natural. It's like Mexican um culture, you play soccer. European culture, we play you play football. So, I said. Our Nigerian team, we have a lot of potential. And the name of the team I have a problem with is called the Super Eagles. And it's like, we are the Super Eagles, right? And I remember my father said, no, yes, our name, we are Super Eagles. I said, why are we this? why can't we just be the Eagles? Like, I said, Who, what, what kind of name, what kind of meeting was that? They said, okay, we need a name for our team. We need a name. We need an idea. I have an idea. Why did we call it Super Eagles? Not just Eagles, Super Eagles. Okay, and you know and 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 the mascot, the mascot. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe the mascot. The mascot <laughs> is dressed as an eagle with a cape. cape oh of... <laughs> God. <laughs> and I'm like it already has wings. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> and, and you know the person that came up was like this. I, 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 what, we need something for the uniform. What can we do for the for the costume? I have an idea. It should be an eagle with a cape. Why? Because if the ring, if the wings don't work, it has a backup. You can have you can't try to have a cape for backup. You know, we have to have a backup. <laughs> I'm just going get some wings give out. That's a good idea. Very good idea. Super eagle it is. <laughs> Yo, the, the the mascot's hilarious. I, I couldn't believe it. put a cape on a fucking
1: eagle is just beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like putting snooper gear on a, a shark. On a shark, right. <laughs> like, I think you got that. I
0: think
1: you got that part of it. <laughs> 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 got it some motherfucker. But he, he can help him with <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> crazy. Oh, oh man.
0: So, nice. did
1: you a, who's your favorite soccer team? You watch a lot of soccer.
2: You know oh, what? Not as far yeah. as the leagues. Not really. I always just favorite waited player. for World Cup. What what? player? You got a favorite player? Oh, man. I mean, Pele. Come on, man. Well, you Pele. got The original. The original. I mean, you know, because I, I'm so, you know, I'm always into, I think just as a kid, I was always just. Pro black people because I was just like who this is Brazilian black dude that's the shit and he invented the bicycle kick the bicicleta where that's, they jump, yes. you know yeah the bicicleta and his real name is Edson Arantes nasmiento Edson Arantes de Nascimento that's, that's play that's, that's his that's real that name his real name Edson yeah. Edson Arantes
1: Nascimento. Then it gotta be Pele, nigga, because nobody's saying all that.
2: Nobody's saying that shit. That sounds like a goddamn soul Train scramble board. <laughs> that shit would take forever. You know how long the song would have to be? <laughs> like, does that spell the Temptations fights the OJs? <laughs> if you scramble was, it, <laughs> you have to play the long version of Rapper's Delight.
1: <laughs> that is a name. But he he was even nice when he was past his prime and came over to the cosmos. And fucking gave birth to soccer in America. Right, still nice with it. That's right. Oh, That's right. The women teams—they you can trace them back to Pele coming over here and all introducing right. us with the Cosmos. and made the, that shit hot.
2: Yeah, but you know what I love about um, you know soccer, which is the most popular sport in the world. I like that all these great players like um, Ronaldo, and there was the other one. The there, all there was a couple of. Other Ronaldo's from Brazil. There was like Neymar. Now you got yeah. mess. You got Messi. You got um, M- Mbappe. Mbappe from France. You got all these. You is have Messi um, Brazilian as well. Oh, he's um Argentinian. Argentina, that's right. Argentina. Argentinian. You you even have you have you even have um uh, uh, Lukaku from um, Belgium. He's African brother from Belgium. You also have. You got a lot of great play. It's kind of cool to see that. Yes. How pop- they are, you but you know,
1: what I mean? close to. Sometimes you see some of the darkness in, uh, you know, these these African players already got a hard enough, uh, leaving their homes and coming over there and playing. And then some of these uh, arenas and uh, countries and stadiums, they there's a lot of racism going on. They throwing uh, bananas at them in the Spanish games. You seen
2: some of that? In uh, Spain, which Spain should be ashamed of themselves. Um, it's the Europeans and FIFA. Um, the the president, I think he got fired. They were like, "Yo, we got black players." being 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 taunted because there's some pussy fied motherfuckers in the stadiums talking that shit. Yeah. Called, making fun of 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 uh African players. And the the guy at the president at the time said, oh, it's you're just playing. I go, you have got to be fucking kidding he me. He did man. not say that. Yeah. He was like, they're just you're just playing. Like a lot of coaches were accused of um like you know telling their players, don't let these niggas beat you. That kind of shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, we just doing it, and in, in, it's just competition." And these black players are, like, are "You're fucking out of your mind." It's out of their mind. It's
1: like, and your your team, and some of these teams have black players on their team. No, yeah, they you, because they
2: need the speed. Yes, they need and the then speed. they say
1: the same racist shit in the locker rooms about the other team
2: because they might have more black players than they have. Right, right. And I think that it's, <laughs> I think that some of these soccer players need to get their jaws cracked. You think they FIFA's going to have a deal with it because they still making money? I'm mean, making lots of money, and you know these African players. These probably motherfuckers are making gazillions of dollars and shit. Yeah. But I hope that I. I mean, my thing is, I'm tired of us having to fight this shit. White people need to, or Europeans need to fucking stop that dumb shit. Exactly. So, and they'll literally a lot of these Europeans, not all of them. A lot of these Europeans, because there's a lot of um, football players in FIFA that actually don't play that shit. They they're, they stand with their black players. They don't. They're not right. down with that. Right. A lot of these motherfuckers. We, we, you know, they'll say, Oh, well, it's our racism is different than Americans. I go, No, it's the same shit. Yeah. No, I hate when people say Europeans are so known for going, Well, it's just different here. I go, Do you know you're, it's still hatred? That's like me saying, You know, in India, they they throw acid on women's faces, but in America, we just punch bitches in the face. That's all. It's just different. It's still abuse. It's still abuse. No matter. Exactly. But I hope people get their shit together because it's fucked up. But some of these motherfuckers need to get their ass whooped. Go they ahead.
1: need their ass whooped. They need the first of all. They need to go in the stands and drag these motherfuckers out. They're not even policing it in the arenas,
2: right? right. Or just leave people out. Just go. You know what? We don't want it. people who are, are doing this. You're gonna get kicked out. Or and we just banned for like, life. yeah, banned for life. You
1: know they got, got video cameras in the stadiums. They got CCTVs all over Europe.
2: All over, all so all over if
1: you Europe. want to follow these dudes, if this was a bombing. They can follow everybody home on cameras and figure out who's who. Right. So they can do the yeah. same shit for these racist bastards and ban them from life from coming yeah. into this arena.
2: Because it's like it's like in America. It's so funny because in America, you know, I was I was I don't know if you know about that. You remember this uh that Swatters to beat this shit. What was it? the Pita, that's um, Tony oh, yeah. Woods introduced yeah. Yes. They put on the blackface with the Santa Claus shit yeah. at, 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 in Amsterdam and Belgium. They do this blackface yeah, shit. Black Pete, uh, black Pete in uh, Amsterdam. Eating all that shit. That's that same kind of shit where they think that shit is funny. And I was, I was, I I, did a video about that, that European racist bullshit where a lot of the black people feel a little helpless because, you know, a lot of times a lot of European blacks are real docile and shit. They're just they so are happy are docile. to... Yeah, docile. They're not like the one thing I give a, Declared it to African Americans is that we will beat your ass. Like, <laughs> I mean, ah, yes, this, sir. That's the one thing I love about these fucking African Americans will fuck you up, yo. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about us that we will, nah, I'm gonna beat your ass in the grocery store. I'm gonna punch <laughs> you in the mouth. Like you pump me in. I'm gonna fuck your ass up. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? And so, but it seems you know, like a lot of times these
1: European the European blacks are maybe like less generations there. Like we've been here from the beginning of this country before the beginning of this country. Yeah, but a we- lot of the Africans there, they feel like they still knew
2: and how it's gonna look on that community. It's true. And- it's true. It's true. And it's like, but the thing is a lot of us a lot of them are African and Africans are not like always the first to to be physical because we think about our school. We think about shit we have to lose. Right. We are- but the one thing about African Americans, it's like the slavery, the civil rights movement, the fucking so there's a hardness to us. It's a different there's kind of pride too I that think, we're trying to protect. And there's a right that we have. I'm gonna knock you the fuck out in this grocery <laughs> store. I'm gonna beat your ass, you know. Like, and and when I did the video on Vlad, I talked about the Swart to the shit and the and on the um my podcast in Godfrey We Trust. Yeah. I said, I, I I sent that video out, and a lot of people from Amsterdam, you know, the Surinamese and all. Yeah, the Caribbean, yeah. They we were like, Jurgen Raymond. remember Jurgen. Jurgen was a good Jürgen dude. Ryman, yeah, Jurgen Raymond. And my and, and and they saw it and passed it around, and and a lot of them like Waka Flocka did a video on it.
1: Okay. Um, and I they all sent stuff in uh, Amsterdam, the Amsterdam Black Pete thing.
2: Yes, and they and so we really helped a lot of these black people that are out there that were protesting it we kind of gave them a push to start oh. uniting increasing it and it went around and it got to the amsterdam government is like oh shit this is not looking good right as far as tourism we're looking fucked up and so <laughs> i was i was getting bum rushed with some young white dutch people talking shit on my dms like yo man it's it's a tradition why don't you leave us the fuck alone And i said hey man i'm coming to amsterdam to do a show, and I want to see you say that shit to me in the face, because I got some people. We gonna whoop your ass. We gonna find you. We gonna throw you in one of those fucking canals. <laughs> I was saying real evil shit, but they were, but what's sad is that they were young young heads. Like right. just going, what's wrong with the blackface? Like they really were that ignorant.
1: Yeah, yeah, they don't get it. They don't see it as a thing.
2: They don't get it. They don't understand why it's a problem. And I said. Let me tell you why they don't... You know, New York is New Amsterdam. Yeah. New York is a Dutch colony. No question. So We can still feel me, it. But let me tell you why they don't do Suarte Pizza in America, buddy. You know why they don't do Suarte Pizza in America? Because we'll beat your ass all <laughs> and down the parade, motherfucker. You will get your ass... Yeah. Like, remember, Nas, Nas said you will get Timberland up? <laughs> get Timberland up. I dare you to wear blackface in New York City. It'll be the Hunger Games. I, Nick, yo, we will fucking
1: what <laughs> but it's just a different the mentality but that's some of the mentality you see at these international soccer games and yeah. cuz some stadiums are just you
2: look in a stadium it's all white white that's why they do it that's all, why they do it so they know they that's got the, only the strength and that's the only time they get tough but see right. that's But that's, that's the only why time all, all the white
1: tough. people there should step up and be like what the fuck are you doing like that's yeah. why you sometimes you gotta check your own community. Everybody has to do that. But when you let it happen, you're part of the
2: problem too. Yes. Worse, worse. <laughs> just sitting on the sidelines, letting this shit happen, you just as bad as what's happening. But shout out to those African players that are so brave, and then they're mad because they're probably they're fucking all their women too. So you know that's that's another girls, thing. They, they faster, they, they scoring points. Them. They're sticking them, <laughs> and, the, and the girls want them so bad. They they hunt them.
1: Speaking of blacks going to pro leagues. As you know, it's been a flux of uh, Caribbean players going to the NHL. It's like all the black players in the NHL are pretty much
2: Caribbean. Because it's they, they, they ain't it great. And there's some Nigerians because there's a Ginla. and yep. there's my friend who's from the Sabres, who what came comes to see me at Gotham sometimes. His name's uh, Kyle Oposo. Oposo. he <laughs> plays for he plays for the Buffalo Sabres. He's a yes. That's my dude. That's, That's crazy. So wait, yeah,
1: does yes. he live in like uh, one of the like Nigerian communities in Toronto or Quebec? Like, where is he?
2: Did he well, grow I up? I think he's in Buffalo, living in Buffalo. But yeah. did he grow up in Canada?
0: You no,
2: know, he grew up in America. Oh, America. That's crazy. He's half Nigerian, um, and yeah. And here's the thing about hockey, you know, I don't know if you know this, Sharad, but the the um, colored hockey league started in 1895 in Nova Scotia, 22 years before the NHL. Wait, 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 wait. The colored yeah. hockey league started when? 1895, 22 years before the NHL. So, Black African Canadians created the, the modern day game of hockey in, in Canada. Are you for real? I need you to look it up.
1: I didn't know that. I know we had a we had a long history in uh in uh, North American hockey, but I didn't know about that. Uh, the league in
2: 1895. 1895. It's called the Colored Hockey League. 400 over 400 players. 189. Wow. Okay. And it was, uh, a, they were straight from Africa and living in Canada? No, it's, it, they, well, you have to understand where, um, 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 I'm sorry, where um, Harriet Tubman lived in Auburn, New York. Okay. Auburn, New York. I did a show out there, Auburn, New York. And that's right next to Canada. Remember, the Underground Railroad yeah. led to a lot of freed slaves. Right. So I, this is what I'm connecting it. So they all were up. So these African Canadians. Created the slap shot and leaving the crease in the goalie. Right. These mother 1895. Dude, they fucked me up, man. I learned this four years ago. That's I great. Just looked, I just looked up blacks in hockey. And they'll show you um, Willie O'Ree. Willie O'Ree was the first black to be in the NHL. And, 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 and,
1: I know Willie O'Ree. That, now that, I know. I know, the his, I know the history of him and how and he got he in. Was,
2: he was from Nova hey. Scotia. Okay. He was, for, and you know, Nova Scotia, which I've been performed there a lot of times, has a black, Af- an African village that was there for a long time. Right. A black, they have a church still standing, an African church.
1: It's a- kind of just like the black people who were on the Hamptons, who came here from the south and went to the Hamptons. Like some went this way, some went that way. It, it was like, it was
2: like Seneca Village that was Central Park. Right, right, yeah. yes. Where yep. the whites yep. finally, finally kicked them out, and that's what yep. they did in Canada. They kicked them out. But the, it, 18, there's a book called Black Ice, and the shit yeah. hit ESPN, had to come out with a d- uh, documentary last year yeah. about blacks creating hockey. So they created the modern day of hockey in Nova Scotia 22 years before the NHL. So go figure. They wiped out those motherfuckers, and it looks like hockey was created by them. And It's not. It was wow. black African-Canadians, 1895. So did they push them out of that black whole ice. area? Like, did they take them— I guess I don't you know they always have a way of you know wiping us out because you know there was a Negro Football League. Right. I do know about that. Yeah. That guy Pollard, that guy Pollard, what's his name? Um what's his name? Pollard. His name is Frank Pollard or whatever. He was one of the start he the Negro Football League was around for like about seven or eight years and then they used integration to break it up because the break it up to weaken us.
1: That's the same thing that happened with, you know, the Negro Baseball League.
2: Once, you know, they saw Latin Blacks in, that was the, the doom for it. Yep, that was the doom for it. Yeah, so that they, they figured, oh, shit, let's integrate. We can't keep them together because they their strength in numbers, we fucked that up. You know what I mean? Right. So, so yeah, Willie O'Ree, Nova Scotia. And it's so funny because you guys, th- I was watching a lot of, um, you know, going to Canada, I learned about a lot of hockey. So there's a thing in hockey called the Enforcers. Yeah, there's the position. Yeah, of course, the yep, enforcer yep. is the guy that gets in fights with the other teams. Right, like the bro- broad street bullies. Remember, they had the whole team of enforcers. <laughs> right, he just they, those are the guys that come out and warn the, the the bench and say, "Hey, you got one more time to fuck with our star player. Yep, I'm gonna, I'm fuck, gonna fuck you up." up. Yes, and the yes. best and the best enforcers goons. Are all the goons. Who was it? Best enforcers are a couple black dudes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. right, right now in the
1: game you talk about. Yes, yes, yes. I've seen the footage, and these boys don't play, and they big, and they, they, big, they strong on that
2: ice. Their balance is crazy. Balance is crazy. You know what I mean? And so, the, fighting on you know,
1: ice is not an easy thing to do, man.
2: Not at all. Well, and, just... and, and hockey players are are unbelievable because I remember going to see Kyle Oposo. His I went to the I went to Boston. When I was in Boston performing. I went to a game with my buddy uh, Chase Abel. He's a he's a um, East African dude, and he's a big hockey fan. Right, and When I after the game, I waited in the VIP area and I was with Kyle. And Kyle's not a super, super big guy. Right. But those white boys that came out that motherfucking locker room dog, I was like, (laughs) God damn, they were giants. Giants. Not only were they giants, but they were like, they look like models, man. Yeah. These motherfuckers were good looking. Right. (laughs) They were (laughs) looking beat your ass, too. It was fucking (laughs) hockey players are strong as a motherfucker. They're they're strong. They're incredible athletes. Like, but it's, yeah, they're incredible. You have to be on those skates like that and doing, it's like, how Like, your, mids, it, your legs is crazy. And the thing is, you know, they're not even looking at the skate. The skating is, is, is less important. It's about yes. getting to the hockey puck. You yes. already know how to do that. It's like nothing to them. It's like running to them. Right. It's, it's it, like you don't
1: even think about it. You don't even consider it's just something you're doing to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and but, I, but but if you just take away the puck, nigga, they doing some of the greatest moves on ice you'll ever see, motherfuckers. Uh,
2: do believable? Uh, how it the hockey's incredible. And um, yeah. But so in we, and
1: Canada, they started in preschool, like uh, they started in uh grade school with all the kids. All the kids play hockey there. That's why a lot of the guys that I know in the league who are West Indian, it's like we just played it like everybody else played. Like we played it yep. in junior high, we played it in high school. It wasn't yep. weird for us.
2: It was like everybody did it. I had you know you know that comedian Alex Thomas. Yes, you know he was a hockey player, was he? Yeah, Alex what? played hockey, bro. Yeah, where's Alex from? Alex is from California, I think. California. Then he moved out to
1: California. and His story kind of like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air story, like his parents, his mother sent him out here because he got in trouble, and he sent I, him out I, to where his uncle wouldn't. I, I think
2: so. I have to see another. Um, I have to see another um, video on him because um, an interview on him because I think he was already in Cali and he was a because I remember he told me he was a hockey player. He played hockey. That's crazy. Because, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I grew up with some black dudes, some Haitian guys that played hockey in my neighborhood. Oh, really? I grew up with that in my, and plus my high school had a hockey team.
1: See, that's what I was wondering. Cause y'all in Chicago out there, how many hockey? Like, the, did a lot of schools have hockey teams? Or? Yeah,
2: some did, some did, some did. But my school was really big, and we had a lot of shit. It was a Lane Technical High School in yeah. Chicago, five thousand kids. It was a oh. college prep. We have a baseball stadium, football stadium. We had, we had, we did, um, um, uh, we had um, shops like wood shop, machine shop, we had foundry. We had, uh, I had, I took um, architecture. You could take uh, different levels of, I took architecture, which was mandatory architecture. Wow. I took um, uh, machine shop. I took foundry on how to make molten metals and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had auto shop. I had auto 5, shop. 5,000 kids in there? 5,000 kids. My graduating class was like 1100. Wow. And the yeah. teams were good. You had good teams. We had pretty fucking good teams. We, we had um, our t our my high school competed against Michelle Obama's high school, Whitney Young.
1: Oh, word.
2: <laughs> yeah, was, uh, Whitney Young was a mainly all black fucking genius high school. Right. Badass. Yeah, man. Had Whitney, Whitney Young, named after the civil rights leader, Whitney Young. Oh, and how big was that school? I think they I think they were maybe a three thousand, maybe three thousand. Not as big as ours, but. We were, like, pretty much the biggest Lane Tech. It's right across the street. Listen, down the street from Wrigley Field, yeah. 15 minutes away from Wrigley Field, and across the street from WGN. What? That Right a the, the street. street.
1: That's crazy. You can walk
2: right to WGN.
1: Yeah. That's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and then all these kids, did some of those kids go off to be, like, uh, I'm, I'm sure they played, like, college ball and shit like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. What well, so college did you go to? You went to Illinois, right? I went to University of Illinois, and there was a guy by the name of Camino Bell who was like a rival. He was at Whitney Young. He yeah. was a running back. He, and then we ended up being kind of teammates in, at Illinois. Yeah. And he is now the physician for the New York Giants. Wow. He's the, he's the physician. I, I went to college with him. That's bananas. <laughs> he's the physician for the New York Giants. <laughs> That's a small world. Now, he played, he
1: played college ball. Yes, and when they went to medical, they passed this law. They're they're trying to put. Well, I think they just pushed it through in California, where they um try to compensate some of these players. We talked about this on a couple episodes. Compensate some of these college players because these schools making so much money with these TV deals and all this, and these kids are not getting paid anything. What do you think about that?
2: Which is, first of all, it's a goddamn travesty that you're not paying these kids. It's it's hard enough because you know I walked on the team on a bet. I walked on the Illinois football team on a bet. My friend bet me, this guy named Marlon Primas, who is a free safety from Carson, L.A. You're a walk-on. I walked on and made it because I ran a 4-4. I, I could catch pretty well, blah, blah, blah. I didn't start, right. but I made it on the fucking yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're, 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 you're competing against elite athletes, like guys that are already on scholarships. That's Division One. Yeah, Division One. And I was able to watch, like, you know— you know, you go against Michigan, you go against Ohio State, and you just see real fucking talent, bro. Like,
1: what were those games like? Did y'all have like games Oof. at Michigan? Woof! God
2: damn! And, and it's packed because those games—it's like fucking eighty thousand people in those stadiums, man. Hundred thousand for Michigan. <laughs> and my cousin, my cousin went to Michigan, and she would literally call me and go, "Yeah, we about to whoop that ass." I go, "You're right." <laughs> 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 yeah, you're right about that one. I can't even I can't even get mad at that. Yeah, but thousand I and mean, yeah, these and, st- those stadiums packed like that, but these kids get nothing. What? That's why I tell people they need to watch the documentary on the NCAA. It is one of the most fucked up documentaries. They literally said we are going to create something where we're going to you take this money and they're not these kids ain't getting shit. Getting shit. They, and they deserve let- to get a stipend. They should get money. That's- they should be able to live and eat. Because these motherfuckers are eating off these these kids, man. The only thing the it's California
1: lo- law says is they get um, they can get money off their likeness. So like video games and stuff like that. That's where a lot of money. A lot of times these kids, you know, these kids but don't. Yeah, even...
2: Getting, yeah, getting money off the likeness. You should give the whole team money, period. Because yes. the likeness they're talking about the superstars. Yeah, stars. That's fuck that. Yeah. Everybody from the meat squad to the people that help. The defense get a look to the to the B team to the C team. Everybody that is registered on that fucking football team should get money. Now the superstars should get a little bit more because they're the ones that are drawing people in, which just like a headliner, just like a headliner on a comedy show. That's it's only fair. Like there should be a salary for for um, you know the B team, the B. And if you move up, let's say you become the starter, you get that kind of money. It should be fair. You they should get money because first of all they got to do homework. They got work to yeah. do. Then they, they go through these grueling ass fucking practices. Get injured you know I mean? all the
1: time too. And he's like, injured. they don't even get care for
2: the rest of their life. Right. Exactly. Now you're getting all this money on this campus to build your science labs, all <laughs> your other nice shit, but you can't motherfucking get health insurance and all this other bullshit. Yeah. That's
1: these right. kids blow their knees out at twenty one. Meanwhile, once you leave the school and shit, where's that? Who's paying for those that medical yeah. shit? No.
2: Yeah, you, you you should get paid. I mean, NCAA should also be ashamed of themselves and pay these motherfuckers. You think they just corrupt? Like
1: the NCAA seems like it's just they got their head up their ass. They only try to protect themselves. They always try to suspend somebody for doing something wrong, but they do wrong all the time. Nobody can suspend them. Sounds like a government, huh?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like <laughs> another
2: kind of government run by mainly... You know what I mean? I don't, and, I don't even... <laughs> If you try to point out
1: who's the head of the NCAA and who's run, you know it's you don't know who's who. But it's like the government. You don't yeah. know who's who. They don't know who's you who. Know I mean? But they get to the control us and set the rules. So yeah. these kids for selling their own jerseys. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, yeah. they, they they mother raising five kids in the projects, and, and they know they, that, and they and know they,
2: it. <laughs> But it's like this. But this is the way the world is. It's all about how can I get as much work out of people without having to pay them? No different than being comedians. Some of these places, they don't they want to be able to, hey, can you, you know, when you do a gig? Hey, man, I only got $50, but I just need you to do two hours, bro.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, they try to take advantage of it. And that's know we have the love because that's, that's, love, that's when, when you're a performer or when you're like an athlete, they know that we already have the love for what we doing so much
2: that we yeah. would do it for free. We will do it for free. Um, and, 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 and people are going to juice you until you can get to a level like you're a Chappelle or a Kevin Hart where they go, ah, now nah, I can't afford Kevin because you know his salary, motherfucker. And you know you going to have uh, the
1: pay. you're going to get him.
2: But, but they know there's so many people and they know how hard it is to make it that's so many comedians that are not that are not making it so they can always fuck people for a long time because there's an assembly line of comedians that are not at the
1: level. And that's definitely what we have in common with athletes, man, because they yeah. know there's somebody right behind you waiting to get in there. We you know right. they got a whole form They got a farm system, of motherfucking replacing the, you. <laughs> you Twelve know, what
2: I'm owners do it. Bookers do it.
1: Oh, a fucking a fucking networks do it. It's like yep. they got a crop. They try to build a crop. The fucking comedy fucking festivals do it. It's like yeah. they oh, new yeah. face shit yeah. means more to, because that's their new shit. Like, who's going to, be? we need new people to make money off of. Everybody else already got managers and agents that we can't get past or through and yep. we can't take yep. advantage of. Yep. So we get these new faces and take yep. full advantage. Yep. And Hell they yeah. but that's what we that's what they do. It's like, but it's, I think it's up to the motherfuckers who's still in that and whatever industry it is, comedy, athletes, that we, the motherfuckers in it, we gotta say, we gotta take control of this industry and make it what we want it to be.
2: Well, well, mm-hmm. well, I, I think it's a good example, good example is like a Louis CK. I mean, regardless of what has happened to him as far as a business model, he yeah. changed the game. Like, I'm gonna take it into my own hands. Yeah. Bill Burr, another guy. Joe Rogan, yeah. another guy, changed the game. Mark Marin. Motherfuckers like even um, Louis J Gomez and Ra- Ralph Sutton with oh um, yes. Gas Digital which I'm a part of. Yeah. I mean you look at what you're doing. I mean it, it's just we we were it, uh, Andrew Schultz another yeah who's yeah. beast in it like just taking we got to you know, do it
1: ourselves and then make them come, come to
2: us make them come yeah. to us because we it, the funny thing is is we have the ability to make our own lane is just the laziness that we're so used to waiting on people to give us shit. Right. Waiting on people to give us shit. And now we're we're pretty much revealing the wizard. Like, oh it's we, we unvealed the black uh, the, the curtain. It's like oh motherfucker we could be doing this shit on ourselves ourselves.
1: So yep. Could have been doing
2: it. <laughs> yeah. Don't but, even but do it's it. Better late than never but it's happening now. We're doing shit on our fucking own. But so you
1: think that, like, with athletes, see, they can't—they're not going to start their own NFL or own uh, MLB. But they have agents that actually go to bat for them a little more
2: than, than our uh, yeah, than ours, because we're also the a- athletes are pretty much under a system that they can't really—they right. can't ruin themselves. Because I understand, athletes, you know, man, you're trying to get this money, dude. You know, you're trying to. That's why they were talking about. Why is it that there's a big decline in blacks in baseball? I said, Well, right. because I said, I know exactly the reason because the, 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 grat- the gratification takes too long. Baseball yeah. is hard as fuck. It takes a long time. You can be in the minor leagues for nine years. Yeah, yeah, before you get called up. Yes, people don't realize that. And if, you, if I'm a brother, I'm six foot five, let's say I can pitch my ass off but I can dunk a basket. I'm, I'm going to basketball because I can get money quicker. You get it money quicker, guaranteed money. It's guaranteed, money too. Money. And all I have to do is, like, stand, be a body on the on court. Yeah. I'm going to go play basketball. And even plus, though, plus, it's vain, too, because people, you get the, you get seen more as a basketball player. You know, what's funny is, like, Russell Wilson, you know, he was a baseball player, too. Right. But he was yeah, like. In Minnesota, like, he played baseball and football, right? Yeah, he was fantastic at it. And I'm like, but Russell's like, man, when am I gonna get money faster? Let me get this football. Fuck this. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go football. Let me do this. And he was talented in that, thank God. But he was like probably like, ooh, yeah, let me let me do this football. Sixteen games. I ain't paying a hundred Yeah. What?
1: Could have been in the minors in baseball for who knows how long. You don't know. know. Exactly. But he he don't come up fast like Jeter or whatever.
2: No, you got that's why to be a Star baseball player is some next level shit. Oh. That's some next level shit it's to have that kind term. of skill.
1: It's a long term thing, Because you gotta. First of all, it's all about the numbers, and your that's what baseball only give a fuck about your stats. It's that's a it. stat-driven fucking uh, sport. So you gotta build that up for years and years. So you gotta have a if you. But if you hit
2: three hundred <laughs> for a, a career, you a superstar. And you know, if you get three out of ten hits, it's like you're doing great. Like a superstar, if you do that for super- your whole career over the th- over three hundred, yeah. Think about home run hitters; they're the most. They got the most strikeouts, but they're still known as home run hitters. You know?
1: yeah. <laughs> well, that's all people remember,
2: baby. That's all people remember. And, and, but my thing is this: people say, "Yeah, you, they have the highest strikeouts." They go, "You got to strike out because then you wouldn't have good pitchers." Someone got it. You, it has to be a balance. Be I about, strike yeah. you out. I hit the ball sometimes. I strike yeah. you out. I hit the ball sometimes. You know, it's like. That's that's the balance of it. Like and sometimes like, you gotta take a
1: strikeout just to learn what the pitcher's doing, so you can get a hit the next time up. It's like this is a long play, fucking hustle.
2: Yeah, right. Just, right, right. It's, it's yeah, baseballs. Yeah, that
1: shit, man. I crazy. remember when, uh, when I first found out when Babe Ruth first came in, and that motherfucker was hitting more home runs. Like he had, like twenty home runs, and that was more than like uh, all the teams combined. <laughs> like he was hitting more. Nigga, when he hit fifty. The closest team behind him had like 25. The team behind him, <laughs> and he did that for 10 seasons. <laughs> and, and and he smoked and drank. Smoked and drank, and had twice as many home runs as any team. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he used to be a pitcher too. And he pitched. He pitched in Boston. It was a great pitcher. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was. A but talented. he got killed in Boston awesome. by that manager because that manager didn't like home runs. Remember back in the day, they they looked down on home runs. Yeah, they almost wanted really, to, really to play really small hard. ball.
2: Which uh-huh. is retarded. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then he came to the Yankees. It was like this swing that bat. Yeah, yeah, it was well, crazy. Back then, the fences were like 500 feet too. Money, I couldn't believe the how the, it was like to be that kind of difference in sports. Like, somebody that's like saying somebody the highest scoring person ever, the highest team scored 100 points, then a player coming in and scoring 500.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah, the equivalent to it. That shit is that's
1: his bananas. It's like, what? That's why he's the, the father of baseball, because what? <laughs> who yeah, that, was- that
2: kind of jump in any sport? But here's the thing, too. Um, it's a shame, because the Negro League, you had Josh Gibson, who was better yeah. than
0: Oh,
2: he was better than it And it's too bad, because if they would have let us merge early, because look at Satchel Paige, who comes into the league at 40-something years old, still throwing heat. A rookie of the year, 44. 44 years old, still throwing heat. <laughs> That reduce, you know like that. Imagine him at twenty-one.
1: Remember, Oil Can Boyd. Boy, I love Oil Can Boyd, man. Cam love. Boy. <laughs> he he was one of those players who reminded you of the old con oh, player, right? Yeah. Oil Can Boyd, the greatest nickname in baseball.
2: <laughs> Oil Can Boyd. I Oil didn't say his can... name to save my life. <laughs> Oil Can Boyd. Money. And you know, and you know, he was probably saying like old school shit. Man, I'm gonna throw this like a duck's ass on the water. You're like, what? Just, just throw your curveball, man. I had a of barbecue
1: sauce.
2: I'm surprised he didn't come out with a barbecue sauce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, baseball! Remember Ricky Henderson? I used to love Ricky, money. Ricky Henderson, best base dealer uh, outside of Lou Brock. It's just as nuts, but his whole life was baseball. The motherfucker played what 28 seasons or some shit?
2: Yeah, yeah. The dude, it was unreal. It was unreal. He had the best batting stance too. Remember that batting stance? Good and lord. He was a strong little motherfucker. He reminded me like not of like not, but like he
1: had like Herschel Walker and him reminded me of each other because they were just strong looking yeah. dudes.
2: But what about when Bo Jackson comes to and play? The and That's Bo Jackson funny. runs up the wall to catch funny, a ball. Funny. What the funny. fuck was that? Spider Man was ran up the wall. He ran up the wall, he ran up the wall. He and somebody ran. was like, This, hey, Spider Man,
1: remember that move he was looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> when, Bo, when Bo Jackson would crack the bat over his leg, what hey, that was like. We never saw anything like that before. Yeah, he was, I, and,
1: and yeah, then we played football and ran over motherfuckers. Yeah. Made What's my boy name? Uh, uh, Bosworth. 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 He put tread marks on pa- Bosworth's chest, man. Tread marks on him, dude. That was the end of Bosworth's career. After we saw that, we was like this. What? <laughs> so they picked up Bosworth, buddy. You know he was a great white hype for, for oh, a long
2: time. He was the hope. He was, a, of, he was a great white hope. You know, every time white people get a little bit of hope. <laughs> Here comes some know. Especially <laughs> if it's in something black dominated, they go, "Oh, look at what we got! Oh yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Like oh, Jerry yeah."
2: Hi, yeah. Uh, George Who? Jerry Cooney, the boxer.
1: Hey, i interviewed Jerry. He's a good dude, man. But yeah, he's he, a uh, really
2: good dude. He's funny as hell, too.
1: Hard. Even in that fight when he had with um uh, with um, uh, uh George Foreman, he was Foreman at the beginning. He was getting, yeah. he was tagging, and then Foreman laid it on. You know, Foreman had those all. Foreman om-
0: fucked him <laughs> up.
2: He's yeah. like a that's what Ali said about Foreman. Uh, you know, he said, you ever see George Foreman fight? He's like a bear. He just comes at you. There's no form, no nothing. He's like a bear. He's growling like a bear. George Foreman Robert Foreman got no problem not George Foreman out. I told you he's not that good. George Foreman is a bear. He's a big monster. I'm going to knock him out. I told you. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, I do give Foreman
1: one thing. He's one of the greatest comeback stories in American history. Oh, he absolutely. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. As a businessman, he came man. back and won the title, worth $20 million right. all out the ring, and right. first of the story of him, everybody yeah. knows Ropa Dope. Everybody knows the Ropa Dope, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. Everybody, Rumble in
1: the jungle. This motherfucker was the dope in the Ropa Dope.
0: Yes. <laughs> he sure was. He's <laughs> a <laughs> Is that, a, is
1: that a is that a double meaning? Was he dope or was he the dope? The dope. <laughs> and he <came> back <laughs> to fucking be a, one of the biggest success stories in American history. Yeah,
2: yeah. you know because he went through a depression for a long yeah. time after that. Yeah. yeah, and then that motherfucker got out of it with that George that burger that <laughs> fucking grill got
1: that grill. Yeah, and there's some people who turned down the grill it was like somebody else who they offered the grill to. I forget the story. And, uh, uh,
0: Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and Hulk Hogan, Hogan? Hogan, but he, he was uh, he was at soccer practice with his kids, so he didn't pick up. So they called George Foreman instead.
1: Damn. But Hogan made his money later off of that uh, off of that sex tape and suing so that company. He made a hundred million dollars.
0: I know That's he's true. mad. He was like, "Brother, I had a grill. Brother, you couldn't <laughs> call me. I can't believe, brother. Brother got <laughs> it. Brother could have had a grill. Could have made some hamburgers, brother." <laughs> you think you think you think it would have sold though as well if Hulk Hogan did it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, I think. I think it was one of those things that people, it just clicked the commercials. It just one Hulk of the things Hogan, that
0: Hulk Hogan
2: by. is a great personality and George Foreman. Both of it would have made it. It yeah, would have mattered. Well. It would have sold well. Hulk Hogan would have been like, "This brother, let's
1: get ready to make some <laughs> burgers, brother. Look at him,
2: brother. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you, know what, you know what? You know what sold it? Because it was a good <laughs> it was a good product. People really liked it. It yeah. was a good product, yeah.
1: It was a solid Amazing. product, and it showed you how it worked. It dripped the fat off the burger, so it was like yeah. you could get it working. Yeah. It was, it was well-designed. <laughs> yeah. You know. right, We're about to right. wrap it up, but at the end of the show, we wanted to do, we do a segment called Cut Down the Nets, where you pick yeah. something in your life. You know how you cut down a net when you win a championship in basketball? You cut yeah. down the net. Oh, so yeah. what in your personal life, it can be sports-related or not, that you would cut down the nets to?
2: I know Andre didn't get to talk much, but Andre uh, don't care about that.
1: Andre's like <laughs> he's at his uh, ex-girlfriend's wedding. <laughs> Andre, Andre's
2: checking out other footage while we while this is going on.
0: I, uh, I, was, on doing I was doing research. I found out the Chicago Bears is the second oldest franchise.
2: Okay. Uh, right the first? The
0: Arizona Cardinals.
2: Wait, uh, what?
0: Yeah, How the NFL. The the
1: uh, Cardinals, uh, Arizona more, Cardinals, more, whatever.
0: Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. They were established in 1898. Arizona, damn. And the Chicago Bears were established in 1920.
2: Okay, wow, I did not know that. <laughs> Who the hell was
1: Cardinals playing? All those teams are gone now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just played themselves. <laughs> <Arizona> <laughs> so the Cardinals.
2: The Arizona Cardinals are that old? I thought I didn't know that. Older than the
1: Giants, then, Wait, right? The Giants one of the old ones. No, not and they're as... older than
0: the Giants. They're Cardinals number one.
1: Damn. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, number I didn't know three that. Green Bay Packers.
2: Right. Oh, Green Bay. I know what's up there, yeah. And
0: then Giants is number four, August 1st, 1925.
2: Oh, old. they're old-ass. They're all old, man. The Bears is the second? Yeah. Wow. Now, wow. what would you
1: cut down the next two, Andre, in your life? Tell me about it.
0: Something um. About
1: a celebratory.
0: I, I uh. Probably, probably being on, uh, probably being on the podcast.
1: That's a good cut down in that moment. Okay, being on the podcast, you talk about the one with you and Godfrey. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's nice. You might get Godfrey crying in here. Go ahead, finish it. What? You...
2: How about being in the middle of traveling
1: and performing? That's a good conclusion. Yeah. yeah, getting
0: to travel and open for Gabby too. That's to a cut
1: down. You always men. talking about cut down the moments. Not, you know, not that title, but you always saying about things that you're happy on uh, Facebook. I see your dumb Facebook. You'd be like, this. I can't believe <laughs> I got to <you."> be. <laughs> so now when I ask you the question, you're like, this, Oh, I got nothing to be proud of. But I could, you if you could read my Facebook later, I have a couple.
0: <laughs> you fucking hump. <laughs>
1: Lord have mercy. I'm going to have dub dubbing in later. I'm just read something from his Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Andre. Godfrey, what about you?
2: Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Well, cutting the net was like doing the 7-Up commercials. That was pretty. That was a cut the net moment. Just actually I always, because I always wanted to like be a spokesperson for an American product. And to, to get to get that was like
1: whoa! I finally. I understand what well, you stand close to you for being Nigerian
2: and. Just no, just being, just growing up watching commercials, you know, and right. watching spokespeople do stuff. You remember, like, time to make the donuts. That was that guy He was spokesperson for that. Yes, Everybody, yeah. you know what I mean? And then I was able to do that for like two years, and that was kind of cool. That was like a cut the moment, cut the net moment. Like, yo, I'm part of American culture forever. Yay! Yes, that was dope. And oh. also doing my first uh, Comedy Central um, premium blend. That was like, what the fuck? I'm on TV doing comedy.
1: <laughs> now that's a cut down the moment. That's what it, I'm talking about, Andre. All
0: right.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> was going to say, all right. Oh, well, it reminds me of a time where blah, blah, blah. And there's still nothing. You just said, all right. And you went straight to commercial.
0: <laughs> no, I remember, um, I remember my first time performing at Gotham. Here we go. I did well, and then afterwards, I like went outside and teared up a little bit because you know I was, oh, like, man. Like, oh man, I was like, what this play? But now it's crazy. I don't really think about clubs like. that. And
2: now they don't bring you back. What happened?
1: It <laughs> <laughs> was this last night playing there?
0: <laughs> yeah, tearing up
1: off the stage. I remember the first time I played the Apollo, fucking cry like a baby when I came off stage back. Really,
2: really. really? Like
1: in tone, first time we did Montreal back in like two thousand yes. money. He went in the alley and cried snot bubbles, hugging like Ooh, give me a crying <laughs> with children. Rachel might have been there too crying with us. We all, yeah, crying. That's a tear, that's a cut down to the next moment. But whatever you crying out of happiness, nigga, that's a cut down to that moment.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. like that's like, wow, I got that.
1: Jesus that. Christ. Because we all you even know. doubt ourselves. You don't know what's gonna what bring what the future brings. But when well. you accomplish something, even if it's you know means nothing to somebody else, it can mean everything to you.
2: Well, you know, our business is a little bit, is a little cranky. It's a little whack, and it doesn't make sense sometimes. So when you get something through logic, like, wow, I got it because I was good. <laughs> you better celebrate. Fuck you up. Because you know? yeah. <laughs> a lot of people win and shouldn't be winning. I'm sorry. And you'd be like, wow, I got it through fairness. What happened yeah. here? We'll cut down the a moments,
1: a moment, uh, the stuff that you get from it, not the stuff that people give you for it. Right. Right. Or whatever emotion, whatever feeling you get, That's the goal that we all shooting for. Yes, yes, that's like true. We, we had some great moments on shows that we didn't get paid at all.
2: Oh yeah, that's true. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I know a cut down. I know. I remember another cut. The net moment was when I, I think I won uh, the MVP in my little league uh, league. The whole league, <laughs> I was the MVP. That's great. That's that's that, a- that's a cut down that moment. I was, so, what, what, what was, I was like. Eleven, and it was like uh, I, from stolen bases to base hits to hits and all that. I got the MVP. That shit was crazy. I was like, "What?" <laughs> you tear up? That's a tear up. That sounds like a tear up. I, I was like, all I was like, "Wow, I got a trophy!" Whoa, man, MVP. MVP. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: It was I hard to... to the MVP in my league because it was a lot of Puerto Ricans over
2: there, boy. Could yeah, they? Mine was mine was all Puerto Rican. Oh, they could play, boy. Yeah, I was I was pretty oh. fucking good, man. I was all right. I was decent as fuck. That is dope. Let's do some plug, plug the podcast, plug the podcast. Okay, yo guys, you can <laughs> listen to me and Andre on "In Godfrey We Trust" on Tuesdays and Fridays at 9:30 p.m. Of course, we'd be doing it like this remotely. You know what I mean, Uh Sherrod You got it. You might, damn, Sharad. You got to come on, fucking, time. You know I'll come on anytime. Next, next week, man. You should just get on. We just let we me do it. All right, in. This, yeah. Um. Um yeah, um 9:30 p.m. in Godfrey, we trust, and our um, YouTube channel is Godfrey Comedy. You can catch episodes on Godfrey Comedy on YouTube. We're at seven over seventy-one thousand nice. subscribers on it, which is great. Nice. Also, um the uh, Instagram, um, what's the Instagram page? Is Godfrey Podcast is the Instagram yeah. page. So, and follow me at comedian Godfrey on Instagram, and Godfrey Shy is my. Um, YouTube channel for my You can watch my comedy special on there Andre, your turn <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Follow me on Instagram At Andre the Comedian And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it
2: That's dope, you guys
1: were great, this is a great episode Oh cool, this was dope This was fun
0: Ep-